What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 64 of the Steam Deck Podcast, Slipscreen Games' weekly podcast all about Valve's portable PC powerhouse, the Steam Deck. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Big week, Steve. Big Massive. week on the podcast. We have a brand new Steam Deck to talk about, the Steam Deck OLED. I know, I actually can't quite believe it, to be honest. Like, we we knew that there was going to be a revision coming. We spoke about it a few weeks ago, that they, they put a version through with Bluetooth and Wi-Fi 6. I did not expect the level of revision that we've got with the OLED screen and then so much more underneath. Like, it's not just the screen they've changed. This whole thing is like a complete rework of the Steam Deck as we know it. So, I, let's talk about that. Well, you know, obviously, you know, the headline is the screen, right? We know an OLED screen is, I think, one of the the top, top requests that we've seen for the Steam Deck uh, for as long as it's it's been around, right? Um, we've, you know, been a part of that chorus of saying, like, that's one of the few things that would we would consider an upgrade for, right? Would be a, a nice OLED screen, maybe better battery life. So what we got we, both of those. We got, got both a, a of those screen and we got a better battery left. And the screen I, I want to focus on uh first is a 7.4 inch OLED display, which is a slightly bigger screen up from seven inches. So the the look of the Steam Deck for the most part remains the same. It looks like a Steam Deck, feels like a Steam Deck, but the bezels of the screen are a little bit smaller to accommodate that larger display. Of course, it's an OLED. Has full RGB striping, no pentile matrix or anything like that, so it's going to look really crisp. But there's a couple of other things about the screen. It's got improved touchscreen responsiveness. It it now polls for touch at 180 hertz versus the hundred. I think it was 120 on the previous screen. Um, it's a 90 hertz display panel instead of a 60 hertz, so you can go up to 90 frames per second in games that will support it. Massive. But it's also HDR, up to 1,000 nits of brightness, up from 400 nits on the current Steam Deck display. So it's going to pump out ridiculously vibrant, deep, rich blacks, and s- just stupid brightness on, on parts of the game that need it. And they've put a lot of work into SteamOS 3.5, so presumably the stable version of SteamOS 3.5 will ship alongside the OLED version of the, the Steam Deck. Uh the HDR support just works in in all of these games. All you need to do is just toggle it on. And games that don't support, you can toggle on like a mode to display it always in HDR and and, and tweak how you display the uh, the content, the SDR content on that display. Wild, just a wild number of upgrades that are really meaningful, right? Like those those are some massive upgrades. And I, I mean, you know. Uh, we kind of glossed over the idea of the bigger battery, but when you get into the the nitty gritty of it, right? It's a uh, a fifty watt. Um, what's that for? Not watt. It's yeah, it's fifty watt hours up from forty watt hours. Watt hours. So Thank yeah, you. so up up from forty, which when you get into what that actually means, it's you're looking at thirty to fifty percent increase in battery life depending yeah. on what you're playing. But that's that's I mean, that- huge. There's like multiple factors playing into the battery life. So obviously we've got the bigger battery. But the screen itself, obviously being OLED, uses less power than an LCD. It doesn't have a backlight that's always on. And we've got a small fabrication process now for the APU. So it's 6 nanometers versus 7 nanometers. It's a more efficient chip in there, uh, which is what I kind of figured they would do with the the scale down on the the process. I didn't think we'd get any more performance out. They've basically done exactly what Nintendo did with their two revisions. We've got a smaller nanometer process, which gives us better battery life. uh, But it also gives us better thermals. It's a lot cooler. 
and we then also get the the much nicer OLED screen. It's exactly what um, Nintendo's done on on the Switch, which was a massive success, and I would imagine it's going to be a massive success here as well. So one of the other you know big features that we've seen here is we got a bigger fan, which means we've got cooler and quieter device as well, which obviously has become less of an issue over time. But I think that was one of the things that early adopters talked about. Right, you had to get your fan replaced. Certainly something that is nice to see them uh, work on for you know for the second um or i guess not the second revision the first proper revision of the device i i think this is is a pretty big deal to be honest uh the larger the fan the slower it can spin so the quieter it can be and it and that combined with the smaller apu more efficient apu it's going to be so much so much quieter i think i watched uh, digital foundry did a video on it they measured it around two decibels quieter and obviously decibels is logarithmic so every decibel that goes up it's like a, a massive step so two decibels is a, is a big improvement there's also some other again like a lot of this is quality of life stuff but it's stuff that i think addresses a lot of the really common you know complaints talking points whatever you want to call them um we're looking at about a five percent decrease in overall weight of the device as well because the uh, lcd screen you know they, they weigh quite a bit more than oleds which is another thing i don't think i realized that oleds are you know, not only do they look better, they're more energy efficient, they're, they're lighter. You know, it's like, obviously, they're more expensive to produce, but in every other way, it's a meaningful upgrade. You know, the yeah, I mean, Steam Deck's weight is, again, one of the few talking points that, you know, come back to bite it when you start comparing it to some of its uh, other handheld PC competition. Yeah, I think you're probably right in that regard. Like, uh, the, uh, the RG Ally, I think, is the one that probably comes... Uh, to mind when you think about the weight reduction i wonder how much the rg ally actually weighs in comparison now um it's probably getting close it's like it's 30 gram difference right so the rg ally weighs uh 608 grams and the steam deck weighs currently uh 669 grams so you, there's a brat still around a 30 gram difference between the rg ally and the steam deck but that's a that's a pretty it's getting we're getting pretty close and the weight yeah. distribution on the Steam Deck was already pretty good like it felt good in my hands anyway to have it weigh less I think is going to be uh is going to you know no one's going to complain about that. Oh, it's just another boon, right? It's like like one of these other things, right? Like louder speakers with better bass. Is that something I was sitting there nickel and diming every time I was playing on the Steam Deck that it needed better speakers? No, but I certainly appreciate it having better speakers, right? Like these are the types of upgrades that you know really i think make you consider an upgrade because it's like yeah sure the oled screen is one thing but then when you start getting into all of these other little yeah quality of I, life improvements that's attractive to me man i think if it was one or the other right like if it's just better battery life or just an oled display that's when i'm like oh i don't think i need to upgrade at this point but when i'm looking at the whole list of changes that they've done like it goes far and wide and addresses pretty much every concern and every issue and every gripe that me and you have spoken about on the, on this podcast at length of what we would do to improve in the next steam deck <laughs> we'd improve we the haven't screen. even thought of we'd improve the battery life right like one of these is faster resume time by 30 percent. i didn't think it was slow to begin with a 30 percent increase on something that i was already happy with that's big like that that is the the stuff that you and i were talking about when the uh current gen consoles came out right and it's like mm -hmm. 
it's those little things that just make you want to spend more time on the device, right? That that extra 30% less getting your game back up, right? Or switching between games. Those are those are nice changes. Those are things that you're going to appreciate when, you know, you're using the thing every day. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the resume time is is when you turn on from sleep. And I, like you, have never really thought, oh, this is really slow. Come on, hurry up and turn on. No. I've never had an issue with it. And that speed uh, resume time increase by 30% is a direct cause of the, the faster RAM that they put in this. So it's, uh, they've switched to faster LPDDR5 modules. Um, and I I think looking, looking at a Digital Foundry's video that they did, which we'll put a link to, that's also had a knock-on effect with performance across the board, which I did not expect. When they announced the the OLED model, I thought, okay, it's going to have a nice screen and it's going to have better battery life. But they did not once mention performance. And uh, Valve have been very particular to say that performance is the same as the current model and that is, they're still targeting that model internally and all of the developers that are speaking to you are still targeting the original Steam Deck performance. But Digital Foundry did some tests across the board. They saw seven. Uh, they saw on average two to three more frames per second, less stutter overall. They were getting eight point nine percent more improved, uh, more performance in Cyberpunk, five point six percent in Forza Horizon, eight point three percent in Plague Tale Requiem, and seven point four percent in Spider Man, Marvel Spider Man, the uh, the original version. There was a quote um, here that I I thought was really compelling, where they said we couldn't find any example where the OLED model was the same speed or slower. Slower, so it's always faster, right? You'd want, right? But like, you couldn't find one example where it wasn't faster. Wow, that's that's awesome, right? And it's like you said, maybe it's not uh, enough of a difference to to make it its own skew or to to make this huge performance gap between folks that have an OG model and folks that end up grabbing the OLED. But it's that I think it's probably more similar to like what you'd expect from like the PS4 to the PS4 Pro, right? Or the 3ds to the new 3ds where it's like hey you know it it runs better it's got a little extra pep in its step it boots quicker you know yeah you know maybe 7.4 percent in spider-man isn't the the biggest jump but it's enough of a jump that you'll notice it right it's enough that you can that could also be enough for you to get yeah it could be enough for you to get to a frame rate that's playable like it could get you from 27 frames per second to 30 or it might just get you over 40 frames per second right in some games those two to three frames per second that you get on that in performance improvement i think are meaningful but again if this was just the only change they'd made like it was just this marginal performance improvement from the from the new memory modules it's not worth upgrading for just that it's the whole package you're looking at right there's other improvements across the board we've got wi-fi 6e which we knew about that's really only meaningful if you've got super fast internet and you've got a Wi-Fi 6E router in your house. It, but it's nice to have that included and make it future-proof because more and more people will get Wi-Fi 6 routers as time goes on. Bluetooth 5.3 with dedicated antenna, that means that when you're docked now specifically, uh, the Bluetooth is just going to be a little bit more reliable than it is currently. Uh, and I think my favorite feature, which they had, did not really advertise and was hidden in the depths, is wake via Bluetooth Let's controller. Go! So you can <laughs> we can do it. You don't need to buy a Steam controller to do it anymore. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so now with the the new OLED model, you'll be able to just use the, an Xbox controller or a PlayStation controller and just turn on your Steam Deck from across the room like any other console. You love it. You love to see it. 
This is another yeah, one of the major I, things you requested, right? We were ready to buy a yeah. whole extra peripheral for it, and it's like, hey, great, it's there. I know. I don't know why they never built that into like the dock. Like they could have made that in built that into the dock rather than needing it to be part of the actual Steam Deck itself. But you know, it makes sense. I guess that it's now here thanks to Bluetooth five point three, which is good. Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm definitely not upset. Right. <laughs> it's like if we got it, we got mm-hmm. there. Good enough. So uh, let's talk about some of the other improvements because we, we've we've hit a bunch of them, but uh, there's there's still somehow more to go. Um, which really, like a lot of this stuff, seems like stuff I would have assumed would have been in the wings until a, a successor. Right. Like we got new trackpads uh, for improved fidelity and edge detection. There's a brand new um, case that they're they're bragging about um, that's got like a a new um, removable lining. There's like this like kind of like Velcro addition. You can like put it within. There's like a case within a case, basically. Yeah, it's really cool because I know a lot of people like the case that the Steam Deck comes with. But um, if you use any kind of grip or anything like a, a D-brand kill switch, it no longer fits in the case. Or people think the case is too bulky because there's a lot of padding around it and they're just going to be putting it into another bag anyway, so they don't necessarily need all of that. You can now use the use like this Velcro to kind of take out the internal module and you can either just put your Steam Deck in there in the, in the kill switch if you use one of those, or you can put the internal section which still zips up and just you take that with you in another bag so you don't have this really bulky case uh, in your bag anymore, which I think is a really, really cool design. It's something that I don't think any other company would really look at and think to do. But because there's been such a kind of a market around the Steam Deck and building all these accessories with stuff like the Kill Switch being so popular, the fact that Valve even considered doing this rather than just using the exact same case that they've already already got and have already been manufacturing, that the fact that they went out of their way to do, I think, is really cool. And I like the fact that the the logo on the case now is the orange color um, to match the it's orange cool. power button that's on the top of the, the OLED model of the Steam Deck, which is really cool. Yeah, very, very cool. So uh, some of the other stuff we've got, um, this was one, it says, Torx with metal thread screws replace Phillips head and plastic pegs to make opening easier. Talk, I, yeah. I, this is, I, I'm not sure what a Torx yeah, I'm not familiar oh, so, with that term. So Torx screws, they are like a the star-shaped screw instead of the plus oh, Phillips okay. screw. That's like so the they one are, the, the Switch uses, right? Yeah, they, no, that's a tri-wing. That uses three. Torx, um, you okay. might see on the bottom of your, uh, your bottom of your phone, um, they look like little stars, basically. Okay. Um, and they've got, I think it's six or eight points on them and they're much harder to strip a phillips head can strip so easily especially if you undo and redo it up a lot of times and the screws in the the current uh, steam deck they just screw into plastic whereas now they've they've made the pegs that and the threads that the screws screw into metal so they're a lot more durable over time so you can undo and uh, and get into your steam deck a lot more reliably than you could with the original model Makes sense why you'd want to prioritize that, right, as a, a feature set when you've got so many tinkers in the audience, for sure. Makes sense. Yeah, I know. And it's so cool that they even considered that, right? That they've they made a point to say it's easier to repair and it's easier to mod. 
um, for trained professionals, of course, they put as a, a caveat. And they're going to be putting the replacement parts and guides over with iFixit again um, for the new model, which is really nice to see that they're yeah. continuing that partnership. Love to see that. Love to see that. So um, there's also uh, new black sticks that have, uh, they're like more beveled now. They have like a, a more pronounced indent that, um, you know, depending on, I guess, your taste, right? Some folks like to like, prefer that for an easier grip. Um, they also seem to have, and maybe is this just on the limited one that they have the orange underneath? Or is That's that just on the limited model? Yeah. Okay. I'm showing that off right now for the the kids. So let's let's talk oh, so about that. So that is a yeah, that's a limited edition model. It's only coming to the US and Canada in limited quantities uh, at launch, um, and it's the one terabyte model. So it has the the same etched glass display because um, that's something we haven't spoken about, right? Is the storage options have changed? Um, but the the limited edition model is this gorgeous, smoky, translucent color. And then it's got orange accents everywhere. It's got like the orange sticks, orange power button, orange Fan. vent grill, the the screw pet screws are all orange on the back. It's absolutely gorgeous, and I'm so sad that I can't get one of these. So you're limited to one per account per week. It says and that's right? on any of the new Steam Deck OLED models. So you can only buy one of them per account per week. I think the limited edition model is is going to be even more limited than that, I would imagine. Well, I guess we'll see. Because if they'll let me order two, I'll order you one. But I'm getting one, right? Like, I got to get one of these, dude. I'm, I, they, I can't sit here and say, oh, if they upgraded this, that, this, and that, then I do it. And then they do it, and I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. come on. I, I think I got a bite. I think I got to get this limited edition guy. Well, that model is, I don't know how much it is in America because I can't view the pricing, so you'll have to, to look that up. But that's the one terabyte model with the, the anti-glare display, which is £569 in the UK. So that one replaces the 512 gigabyte model. Uh, the 256 gig model is being replaced with a £479 512 gigabyte model with an OLED display. And then they're completely getting rid of the 64 gig model they're making the base now 256 gigabytes, Good. and that comes with an LCD display. So it's the same Steam Deck that you know now. That starts at £309, which I think is the exact same price points that they're hitting at the moment. So 309 479 and 569 and then whatever that is in your region. So um, I've got the pricing pulled up for the American folks. It's 399 for the 256 LCD uh, 549 for the 512 OLED, 649 for the one terabyte OLED, and 179 for the limited edition. Yeah, I really want the the limited edition. It's gorgeous. Um, I'd be happy with any of them to be honest. And Are you uh, get I, I I would like to. Um, I don't know if I've got the budget for it at the moment, but I would really love to get one. Um, but you the credit cards to, are for my guy. Let's see. do it. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um. I think there's a there's a lot here to to like, right? You know, the fact that we've spoken about all these changes, there's still even more. There's a new charger with a slightly longer cable, and they've made Which it even more. Which is kind of silly because the regular one's already really long. I it's know not, like, it is. Too yeah. long, but you're like, all right, great. I'd I'd love a little more real estate, <laughs> sure. And um, you don't need to take the back off anymore to replace the display, which is a huge improvement. That was one of the the biggest repair tasks of the steam deck was right. you had to take the back off you had to take all the parts off to be able to access the display they've now changed the way that the the steam deck's built 
we'll have to wait and see for the iFixit guides to see how it how it kind of all fits together. But you should now just be able to take the main display off the front without needing to get into the back of it. So if you ever break your display, it should be an easy replacement. Not bad at all. So November 16th. That's when pre-orders start. I don't know when they're going to be shipping. Probably a couple of weeks after that, I would imagine. Um, maybe maybe sooner we'll start seeing this in people's hands. But uh, yeah, really exciting. Um, I was I was surprised to see this drop today. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, I mean, you know, we <laughs> we've been waiting for for something, right? Like all day, we knew that there was going to be a big announcement. Yeah, because Joshua Ashton on the um, on the Gamescope team um posted about it posted like a little tease um and they they are the person responsible for getting hdr support in all the color space stuff getting 90 hertz refresh rate in um they've put a lot of hard work in um and so i think they were quite excited about it and posted over on on mastodon and on x and stuff so i mean if if they knew anything that was going to come out of digital foundry's review of the product they had to be excited they, they did not they did not so they posted after okay. the fact joshua posted after the fact that it was nice to see all the lovely reviews go out of all the work i mean like, you know. just to pull a few more i know we, we talked a little bit about the performance and stuff from the digital foundry review but i mean some other pull quotes that are worth highlighting the best handheld out there bar none and addressed every major criticism and uh, when talking about the display they called it the best i've seen on any handheld huge huge praise for this device i mean that's that's incredible you know, and I mean, especially when you consider that, you know, as, as much as we love the Steam Deck, right, we've been evangelists of it since day one. Um, the screen was always, you know, it was yeah, Especially was. when you're looking over the fence, right? Like what Ioneo's doing, what the ROG Ally's doing, that they've got these nicer displays with high refresh rate or VRR on them, that they can run games a, a little bit better than the Steam Deck at sacrificing battery life. I mean, it really now is a case of do you want you can take the the screen out of the equation because the Steam Deck clearly has the best screen out there, um, at least according to Digital Foundry. And I'm, I would imagine if it's an OLED display, none of the other handhelds really use OLEDs. It probably is the best display, but you can kind of take that out of the equation now. And it's whether you want the most performance you can possibly get at a sacrifice of battery life that's going to last you less than an hour, or if you want this larger battery life but some games just won't run because the the kind of cutting edge games like the alan wake twos of the world just really can't run on the the chipset that the steam decks got yeah. and i think valve have made the right compromises in the right places 50 percent improvement on battery life is just phenomenal like absolutely insane yeah yeah that's a massive improvement we also got the news that there's going to be a price cut on the docking station which is is i think great you know um when we reviewed it initially, right, we we said we thought it was generally worth the price because you'd be spending close to the cost of it to get a replacement charger anyway. So, you know, I, I never thought the value was off, but we've also been very critical of the docked experience because by and large, it just hasn't really lived up to our expectations or or its overall potential. So it is kind of nice to see um, there be even more incentive, I think, for people to consider picking that up because, you know, I, I think it's increasingly becoming more attractive as it gets less expensive you know yeah i i i still struggle with recommending it to anyone as an experience um 
the, yeah. the software side's just not there yet. But yeah, sixty nine quid for the the Steam Deck docking station, I think, is the one I would probably recommend for most people, uh, because the firmware is updatable, and none of the other third party docks really kind of get that treatment from yeah. from the Steam Deck. I there's think still, that alone makes there's it still opportunity uh, for worthwhile. growth based yeah, on that, there right? Is, like yeah. it can still it can still improve. Yeah, but I mean, it, we're, we're like a year on from this thing coming out, and yet we're still missing features. You go to the Steam Deck docking station page, and it still says FreeSync support is in progress, update is forthcoming, it's still not really working on the 3.5 preview. Like, there is a lot there that needs to be done, but Definitely. yeah, I would imagine now that they've got the OLED model out of the way, and we're probably going to see the stable launch of 3.5, that their focus is going to move on to other things. Like, I would love to see the... 3.5 general release and make make it so we can store this on other devices and then move on to other things like improving the docked experience but you know it really it's a, it's a handheld and the oled if if i do end up getting one of these i'm going to want to play it handheld all the time anyway because it's just yeah, you want to see the oled screen yeah all right so before we move on from talking about the oled uh steam deck which of course we're going to talk about a lot more in the weeks and months to come uh, we got a question here from the Discord. This one comes from Left Eye Lazy. You said, hello, am I finally justified for waiting and overthinking buying a console? Is this my golden moment in the community? I think it is. I think you <laughs> you did it, man. You waited long enough. There's a much better option available for you now at the same price. Bravo. You did it. Yeah. Um, e- even if you are just like, I don't care about the OLED. I just want a Steam Deck. You can now get a 256 gig model for the same price as the 64 gig model was like yesterday. Yeah. So it was kind of worth waiting. I still think that if I'd bought a Steam Deck a couple of months ago, I don't, I still don't. I'd like to think I wouldn't be upset about it because it is really uh, an update rather than like a, it's a, it's an evolution rather than a revolution. It's a, it's minor improvements, it's a mid gen refresh in the same way that if I bought the, PS5 and then the PS5 Slim came out, I wouldn't massively be upset about it. I think I would be a little more upset about this because an OLED screen and like the like we talked about, there's yeah. so many little improvements here that like the fact that you can basically get what is measurably a better device in every sense of the word for the exact same amount of money that you would have just spent. I, I could see feeling a little burned is probably not the right word because this stuff's got to come out at some point but i would be like oh man like you know especially if you had waited all this time and you finally pulled the trigger and it's like great now they announced the new one right like i could see that i could feel i could see feeling some kind of way about that whereas i think about like you and me and we've already got you know over a year's worth of enjoyment out of our launch device like i i wouldn't have wanted to wait for it considering how much 100 percent i've gotten out of it I mean, I've used this pretty much nonstop for 18 months. Um, I use it pretty much every single day. There's no way I would have waited. Um, absolutely not. I, I, I still think my Steam Deck's a phenomenal device. I don't know if I'm going to buy one of these. I'm going to have to kind of wait and see, and um, and hopefully I can I can make it work. But uh, come on, you're not if... thinking about how you sell your base unit to get one of these guys because that's what I'm <laughs> the doing. Problem, I'm like... The problem is like that base unit, the one I've got now, is the base model. So yeah. Um, that's three. That's three hundred forty nine quid in the UK now. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. I think what I'm you gotta do. For this. I'm I'm about to go jump on like Facebook Marketplace and be like, can I sell this before anybody learns about this new one? <laughs> you know, <laughs> try to get my money back as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, see, maybe I. I mean, I'm still gonna still gonna be using mine kind of up until 
up until the day. But if you do want to get one of the uh, LCD models, they're doing like a last chance while supplies uh, last kind of thing. You can get the 64 gig model now for £309. I don't know what this is in, in uh, the USP. Um, and the 512 is 389 which is a £90 less than the 512 OLED is going to be. I think okay, I'd they've got wait and do the ninety, pay the ninety for the OLED screen. Personally, yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, the sixty-four LCD is selling for three fifty US, and the five twelve is four forty-nine. What do you think about those price points? Um, I think they're bad. Uh, I think the I I don't know why any person would buy the three forty-nine LCD when you could wait any amount of time and spend fifty more dollars and have. You know, I guess unless you're planning on buying it and replacing, you know, the um, the the on uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The memory, right? Unless you're the gonna, SSD, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless your plan was to do that, was to crack it open and update the SSD anyway. But even so, it's like there, there's a better, right? Or no, there's a I way guess... better base model for like four, forty more, right? Yeah, right. Like it's there's still improvements on it. Right. So it's like, why would you not just wait? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's worth knowing that the, the base LCD model is the same one that you've already got. So there is going to yeah. be like a, a little bit of difference between them. Um, but, you know, I, I think personally, if you if you're going to get one and you were looking at like the 512 gig model anyway and get the OLED model, it probably makes most sense. Yeah. Because, again, it's like you're talking about a difference of like, you know, it's, I mean, it's I guess it's a hundred dollars, but like, yeah. I, that's still it's like it's such a big you get a better screen you have better battery life you've got you know the better carrying case like the display is is you know uh what 0.4 inches bigger like it's like those are all things that it's like for a hundred bucks I, I i i would spend the money personally but i definitely wouldn't bite on that 64 i, I don't think you should have bought it before now it's like get out of here yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that needed to be probably under three hundred to make that like the let's get rid of the supplies kind of thing. Yeah, if it was three hundred dollars, even I think I would be like, all right, yeah, that's a hundred bucks off. Yeah, like, but I mean, the refurb still exists, right? So you you can get one of those in the UK for yeah. two fifty when it's refurb, right? Like, but for I, how I long though, like, right? Like, are those available yeah. right now? They all sold out pretty quickly, didn't they? I would guess so. I mean, they're still advertising it on the the new Steam Deck store page. I would imagine they're going to keep putting those back in stock as and when new Steam Decks come back in, ready to be refurbed. Yeah, I don't know what the process is there, though. I guess we'll see. But either way, very exciting. Definitely something that's caught my attention. I'm I'm definitely going to consider picking one of these up. Um, would love to like do an unboxing of the limited edition and everything. That'd be pretty cool. So, um, we'll have to see. We'll see. Have to see if we can get our hands on some. But I. I think we might have to make that work. Uh, so we've got, crazy enough, we've got to talk about the Steam Deck 2 to get to in just a second here. But let me remind you that this episode of the Steam Deck podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of November. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Pilkey, Snackago, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash games. Y'all the real stuff, the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. If you want to go and show your support like they did, if you want to go check out some of those sister shows, if you want to write in just like Left Eye Lazy did 
as part of the Steam docket and get your questions right on the air. Guess what? There's a bunch of ways you can do all that and much more. Head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you will find links to all the places you can get involved all over the web, all the ways that you can show your support or join the community. However you choose to get involved, we thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. So, Chris Gabe wrote in on Discord just like you can for the Steam Docket and said, is it the Steam Deck 2? No, but we did get an update on the Steam Deck 2, didn't we, Steve? We did. So Valve's been doing the rounds, obviously, as part of this launch for the OLED model, uh, and they've been sending out various people, uh, not the usual duo of, of Lawrence Yang and Plagman. We've got some different people uh, going around and speaking to people. Um, and Valve had an interview with Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer, and their their hardware engineer, Yazan Alder-Hayat, sorry if I butchered your name, um, said that... That looks right to me. Yeah. um said that that obviously we'd love to get even more performance in the same power envelope but that technology doesn't exist yet that's what i think we would call a steam deck (laughs) 2.0 i i I love that as an answer it's extremely transparent and it's like it feels like a little bit of a flex to be like look we're thinking about it but the the technology's just not there yet you know what's next for the steam deck 2 is gonna blow your hair back I I think it's also a bit of a dig at the competition, right? Because they are getting more performance, but at double the power envelope. So they're going up to like 30 watt TDP, whereas the Steam Deck's kind of sitting around that 15 watt mark. And and obviously, if they could just bump up to 30, you'd have no battery life whatsoever on the Steam Deck because it already with the current model you're getting like an hour to an hour and a half in some some AAA games. I'd imagine that's probably going to go up now to two hours to two hours 15 with the 30 to 50% improvement on battery life in the OLED model. But even still, if you then doubled it to 30 watt TDP, you're back down to an hour. And I don't think that's the right, right uh, call. No, I agree with you. And, and I think it speaks to valve's vision for this device right and it's it's a point you made on on a previous episode where like when you look at the ionios and some of these other competitors of the world right like because they are hardware companies first it makes sense that every year they're like here's the new benchmark we we eked out a little bit more power you know we have this beefier model that you can spend more money on because that's where all their money comes from right but for valve and and what they're trying to do with the steam deck they're trying to court that more traditional console market of like creating this standardized experience that is going to, you know, be even as you iterate, even as you maybe adjust the screen or improve battery life or do these other things that like the base level benchmark that we're trying to target is going to remain the same for enough of a stretch of time that you can sell, you know, millions of this device, right? Which we'll talk about in a minute here and uh, have a baseline target that developers can target and that you can have um, this you know, kind of uh, parity, right, across the line and that, you know, you and me and whoever else owns a Steam Deck can have um, that same experience, right? And and um, that's why I think there is such a strong community around, you know, um, homebrew on deck and all these things because it's like you have a device that has the limitations that it has and limitations breed creativity, right? And, like, when you know what the thing can and can't do, you start asking the questions of 
well, can we push that a little further? What else can it, you know? And it's, it's so much easier to communicate that and get people to buy in and, and want to join the movement and be a part of it when you've got like three options, right? But at the end of the day, they're all the same device. Whereas if I was like, hey, I want to get an IONEO, I mean, they've got literally dozens First of, all, it's of devices. One, right? Yeah, from. it's like, where do I start? Which form factor do you want? What power level do you want? What level of storage? What level of RAM? What level of CPU, GPU do you want? That's where it gets like confusing. But those are enthusiast devices. I think Valve really is trying to make this as accessible as possible, a gateway to PC gaming, where people look at it and they're like, oh, so it's a Switch, but it's more powerful and I can play more games and it's not just limited to Nintendo stuff. Like when you look at it like that, it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's both, which is why it's so good. It's like it is an enthusiast device, but it is simple yeah. enough that you can get a normie who just wants to play hollow Knight or whatever on the on on steam and learn like yeah great i can do that i can i can buy a device and download games to it i can i can nail that part right and if you do want to be the person that cracks it open and puts a new screen in it or throws in a new ssd or whatever great well the device is made for that for that type of user but if you're not that type of user you can still get a ton of value out of it and not feel like you bought this expensive niche toy that maybe you don't really have a use case for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really exciting. I'm glad that we, we're getting this mid-gen refresh, but yeah, as uh, as Yazan said over a year ago, it's definitely not a Steam Deck 2. The the level of performance just is not, it's not there for, for a Steam Deck 2. One thing I wanted to touch on, though, um, kind of before we move on from the Steam Deck 2 and on to how many Steam Decks they've sold in general, is I was really hoping we would get some like upgrade kits remember we spoke about that i think it was a couple of years ago uh, well, a couple of months ago at this point um where when a new model or a new screen came out or a new battery came out that we'd be able to go to iFixit and buy the new screen to put that in or buy a bigger battery to put in unfortunately it looks like none of that's going to be possible the new battery doesn't fit in the old model of Steam Deck, the LCD model. So the 50 watt hour battery is specific to the OLED model and the screen's not going to be compatible either, which is a real shame. I'd like to see a third party um, come in and kind of corner that market if, if Valve's not going to do it themselves to make it so we can get either an OLED panel in there or a bigger battery in there in the existing LCD models because it would have been nice to to see that if it was uh, possible. Yeah, it is a shame, and, and you know it speaks to <clears throat> the ever changing nature of these devices, right? Like as they iterate and um, you know make make those small adjustments, right? Like there are going to have to be things inside the case that change, and you know you can't always have that perfect modular experience. And it is a shame. You would hope that there would either be like a third party solution or maybe that, you know, through their partnership with iFixit, they could figure something out because, you know, like you said, right, there are those users that maybe just recently bought a Steam Deck and like, it is kind of a shame, right? To to be, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say punished, but like you have this, you know, negative outcome of you being an early adopter and wanting to support the original model, right? And then now you're missing out on some of those bells and whistles. And you don't have the ability to upgrade unless you want to shell out for a new unit. And, you know, I, that's not Valve's fault, right? It's not like I'm sitting here like, I can't believe they did this. But, you know, um, you would hope that there would there could be a solution for folks who are, you know, now um, 
you know, owners of, of what has be quick, very quickly become an outdated model. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a shame. I mean, it happens to all technology, right? You know, you could have bought like a a new iPhone, and then they bring out the ne- new one, the kind of the next month. But I think right. with those kind of products, we knew what cycle they were on, right? With the Steam Deck, we kind of had no idea, and they were talking just a couple of months ago in the press about how Steam Deck 2 is a ways off. We're not going to get a Steam Deck 2 anytime soon. And obviously that is true. This is not the Steam Deck 2. This is just a a refresh. But we had no idea that a refresh this large was coming. We kind of thought it was just going to be a Wi-Fi and Bluetooth upgrade. And and that was going to be it. And not just like this gorgeous OLED HDR screen with all these battery life improvements and and even more. Um, So I I could see some people being being upset about it. Do we think this is the this is the device they must have patented, right? That we were talking about a couple of weeks ago that had that that designation that was similar to the deck. That's the one that went through the FCC. So that that is this yeah. device. Um, so this device has Wi-Fi six E and, and Bluetooth five point three, which is the two radios that they were they were doing. Um, and they managed to get it through sneakily without having to to show off the device at the FCC. Good on them. So let's close things out with uh, an update on the number of Steam Decks sold, right? I, I alluded to this a second ago, um, but we have gotten a confirmation uh, from Valve, specifically from uh, Lawrence Yang and Pierre-Lou uh, Griffet, who told The Verge that they have sold multiple millions of our favorite portable PC powerhouse, the Steam Deck. So <laughs> this is the first update we've gotten since uh, the announcement that they had sold one million right which was what last I mean, december something like that yeah. they had the cake and everything right they never actually confirmed that either that was just an internal thing we never we never knew exactly how many right because but... if if memory serves it was somebody who was not i don't think from valve but was a no, it collaborator was from yeah it was from right. KDE and they who did said... the plasma stuff plasma work on the desktop version Right, and they had comment. He had commented, "Oh, you know, they just passed a million units sold, or whatever." And there was no official confirmation, but everybody kind of took that one to the bank based on you know their knowledge of of uh, the inner workings of the device. So to see this now, right, that seems to to give us confirmation that if we sold a million in the first year and change on the market, right, or under a year, um, you know, seemingly the the multipliers moving now, right? That that we're we're getting multiple millions uh moved in its second year so that's that's pretty great to see the products now sound by word of mouth and the more people that have it the more people that are talking about it and the more people that see them and are excited by them the fact that they've managed to achieve that without having to use traditional distribution models they're not in any stores outside of asia they're only selling online direct to consumer through their own marketplace you can't go on Amazon and buy one of these like you can with the Switch. I think is really impressive. I'd like to to kind of see them move into some of those more traditional models. I think if they can get in Best Buy alongside an ROG Ally, and people look at the difference in screens, and they kind of see what games can play on both of them, and they see the price discrepancy, because the Steam Deck now, the 512 gigabyte model with the OLED is now cheaper than the 512 um, ROG Ally. And I think that really is going to sell a lot more of these than if I was maybe on the fence and looking at the Origin Ally and going, wow, it's got a slightly nicer screen and I can get the same storage for a similar price point. I'm probably not even going to bother now. I'm going to go for the Steam Deck because I know it's going to be well supported like it has been over the last two years. I know the software is going to continue to be improved. 
And I know that this is going to be sticking around for at least two years before the next version of the Steam Deck comes out. So I don't really have to worry about, oh, there's going to be a new model next year from, from ROG or a new model from Ioneo, and this one's going to be totally. defunct and not really support it anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think we're in a good spot now, right? Like, if you haven't picked it up, or if you're maybe ready for a mid-gen refresh, I think we've got at least two to three years before we're going to be seeing another substantial step forward like this. So you're safe to either buy your first deck or take your your mid-gen, uh, mid-gen refresh and be happy with it, I think. Either way, you know, um, you're in a pretty good spot, right? And uh, it's it's a good time to be a deck owner. Really excited to see... You know, to get hands on this and to see, you know, what else it opens up and what are some other games that maybe weren't able to get deck verified before or people weren't able to get running on deck in a satisfactory way that now are an option. You know, it's very exciting to to think what this could mean for opening up the library. I I don't know that the performance is going to be big enough for that. And I also think that the deck verified scheme is probably still going to target the the lowest common denominator. That's why I corrected be, myself. <laughs> yeah, Not the deck be, verified, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> the, the community. I, I think people work. will be able to eke out a little bit more performance out of games. I, I, I know two to three frames per second seems negligible, but it can be enough between I mean, a smooth experience and a stuttery experience. One of the best examples I can point to, right, is at launch, Starfield was running at, like, 27 FPS or something like that. That three frames could be the difference between that and 30. and thirty feels smooth comparatively right like Mm -hmm. that is a big difference and that is a game that you know that extra couple percent would have been the the difference maker at launch so yeah and granted Uh, we got it running now but extra couple percent maybe it'll run Uh, and you play it at launch you know you don't have to wait for the patches and the updates and stuff and it's just it's just there and not to mention games that are going to look so smooth at 90 hertz like Digital Foundry in their video showed of Ori and the Will of the Wisps running in HDR at 90 hertz. And awesome. oh my god, I watched that on my OLED TV and it just looked phenomenal. Like, absolutely phenomenal. Exciting stuff. So, if you guys want to write in and let us know what you think about the OLED Steam Deck, are you going to pick one up? Are you going to get one at launch? Is this something that you're you're maybe happy to wait for a Steam Deck 2 uh, in two to three years? I would love to hear from those of you in the community, whether you just got your Steam Deck, whether you, know, you are an early adopter like us. Is this something that appeals to you? Is this something you're down to plunk that extra money down for, for that 30 to 50% battery increase and, and the higher quality screen, right? What, what, for what many of us, have been clamoring for. I am very interested to, to hear from you guys in the community and let us know uh, what, if this isn't it, what needs to happen for you to make that upgrade, right? Or are you just locked in until we get to Steam Deck 2? That's my question for you. The Which audience. is what I was with the Switch. I was like, the OLED model came and it was just the screen. It was not enough for me to buy because it was just the screen. But this is more than just the screen. And I and I, I think the only thing that's left is performance. Like everything every other box has been checked. I mean, Digital Foundry said they couldn't find a game that ran slower. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's not it's not, not a performance upgrade. That's who's true. That is who's true. To say? Who's to say? So make sure you guys write in. Remember, flipscreen.games. That's the website where you will find links to all the places that you can get involved, get in touch, or show your support. However, you choose to be a part of the flip screen games community we thank you for tuning in for another episode of the steam deck podcast for the crew i've been pete he's been steve we'll see you next week